Nine rounds of golf for $90? Yep. The Minnesota Golf Passport is back and available now at garagelogic.com. As a golf passport card holder, you're entitled to nine 18 whole rounds of golf for just one low price of $90. Supplies are limited, so just go to garagelogic.com and type keyword passport. A $300 golf value for just 90 bucks. Now you got it. GarageLogic.com. Keyword passport. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1108, July 10th, 2023. 106 degrees on this day in 1936, and 49 degrees on this day in two occasions. 1945 and 1996. What a swimming summer it's been so far. I hope you've contacted our friends at Aquaside. They've been keeping beaches and swimming areas free of weeds and algae and crud for more than 60 years with a great line of products made at White Bear Lake, right in White Bear Lake. And uh, they're quick. They work quickly. They're easy to use. And they've been registered with all the proper authorities. I almost said appropriate Ooh, authorities. <laughs> and all you do is call Aquaside, describe to them what you're looking at and why the kids are cowering in fear standing behind you while you make the phone call. And they'll get you the right products and that beach will look like uh, brand new again. Call Aquaside at 1-8. Well, beaches aren't really brand new. I got what you're saying. It'll look fresh and... Just and like new. Nature-like. Right. right. Call Aquaside at one 800 328 9350 or go to aquaside.com. And now from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Height in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor. Joe Sushi. It's a big day in GL. Why? Well, first off, we're all back. I missed yes. you guys. I missed you guys. Um, and today we are launching, thanks to the Rook, 30 years of Garage Logic bits. And uh, we're going to be featuring them, thanks, of course, to North American Banking Company. They are sponsoring the 30th anniversary of GL. So, Rook, what did you select? How did this work? What I did is I went over the past 30 years. Um, and we wanted some of our best bits. So uh, I included a lot of them that were on the uh, Garage Logic CD, but we're not giving out the Garage Logic CD anymore. So this is a way where you can actually listen to these bits. But it's just some of the best bits. Uh, something like uh, Ricey's $2,500 dive. Over the years, that was a staple <laughs> of uh, the leprosy. I mean, the... Uh, some of the bits we did were just unbelievable, and to celebrate that, that's what um, uh, the sponsor wanted, uh, North American Banking Company, wanted yeah. to just hi- re-highlight some of the uh, the funness So on the each years. podcast, you will be able to hear one of those with, uh, with each new episode of the Garage Logic podcast. It's very yeah. cool. It's gonna when be do fun. we hear that? Well, you, well, I guess, yeah, you will, because I'll have to play it in, in what do you I call see. it? Yeah. And they're, they're ones that, they're knee slappers, and you're just going to sit back and enjoy them. Uh, I thought maybe to start our reunion, we'd all like a review of culture. Oh, sure, sure, yeah, yeah. What our yeah. culture is and what we face as a culture, we all uh, could use a refresher. 
occasionally on defining culture in America. And who better to do that than the vice president of the United States? Of course. Kamala Harris, who uh, has this to say. Uh, this was at a conference. Yes. I believe in Atlanta. Yes. She's on stage, I think, with some African-American women. Yes. And she uh, is asked uh, what culture is or how culture works or whatever she was asked. And here's her answer. Well, I think culture is it, it is a reflection of our moment and our time. Right. Mm-hmm. And use that before. And and present culture is the way we express how we're feeling about the moment. What? And. And we should always find times to express how we feel about the moment. That is a reflection of joy because, you know, it comes in the morning. (laughs) We have to find ways to also express the way we feel about the moment in terms of just having language and, and, and a connection to how people are experiencing life. And I think about it in that way, too. Don't you wish Archie Bunker was there so he could go? (laughs) (laughs) How did this woman get a law degree? That's a serious question. Sure. Uh, And it doesn't say much about the law. It doesn't say much about the failed academy that this complete idiot got a law degree and has held... What used to be considered important positions, DA and what have you, mm-hmm. uh, it just shows you the how far our standards have fallen. I'll say this woman's a complete fool, and you know that's why you got to say a rosary for Biden because if Biden kicks, if he goes face first into the potatoes. <laughs> You're stuck with this idiot for a while. Yeah. Yeah. I I have no idea what she was trying to say there. Did you want to hear it again? <laughs> Once more. Maybe to clarify. Yeah, maybe we'll get it. We'll pick it up. Wait, stop, stop, stop. And, and why the, and I'm going to use the word inappropriate. You don't have to foghorn it. Why the inappropriate laughter in the middle of whatever she's about? About the morning. What was she referring what, to? What in God's name goes through this idiot's head? Not does to, she, not to does defend Does she have her. some sort of morning ritual that uh, we don't want to know about? I don't want to know about it. <laughs> not to defend her in any way, but we all have a verbal crutch. And I think the cackling laughter is yeah. her verbal crutch. Well, her other verbal crutch is moment in time she's used. Often. Often. Yes. Uh, somebody must have fed her that line and she thought it was great. Because so there was one about the passage of time. Passage of time. And if she doesn't make sense at all. She's a complete fool. And here's her discussing culture. Well, I think culture is, it, it is a reflection of our moment and our time, Right. And, and, and present culture is the way we express how we're feeling about the moment. And, and we should always find times to express how we feel about the moment. That is a reflection of joy because, you know, it comes in the morning. <laughs> Who does? We have to find ways to also express the way we feel about the moment in terms of just having language and, and, and a connection to how people are experiencing life. And I think about it in that way, too. 
And, and she also gives you a little the vernacular because mm. she was with some black girls. <clears throat> and you know, that comes took, in the morning. That took place in New Orleans. New Orleans, yeah. Well, she's not wrong. I mean, her definition is, it's sort of correct. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Joe disagrees. <laughs> uh, date, July 1st. The forest fires that have raged between here and Robinson Lake have been making persistent headway for the past week, and Wednesday encroached upon the city uh, of Ely. You guys have heard about this. Owing to the high wind, it was feared fire might fly into town, and with this desperate dry weather, the matter of stopping it would be a question. The fires came from the south and west and are today still raging this side of the Anderson Mine. Cinders and burning sparks flew into town, and people became considerably alarmed. The situation was still further complicated when the fire alarms called out the department and lines of hose were stretched to the outskirts of the city on the south and west to protect this district from flying sparks that might ignite combustible material and start something. The wind blew at the rate of 35 miles an hour, and it looked serious. Men from the mines were sent up and all possible was done to arrest fire that might creep in. With sundown, the wind also subsided for a time and people breathed easier. The Birch Lake and White Iron District, wherein reside about 60 families on farms, has suffered untold losses from the first raging fire there. Yesterday, six families in the Birch Lake settlement were burned out and the handsome new schoolhouse and that district destroyed. The families barely escaped with their lives and lost everything, some of them being penniless. The fires in the White Iron District are doing incalculable damage, and fears for the farmers there are felt. A large crew from here has gone out today to lend a helping hand and save property, if possible. The handsome school of that settlement is also threatened. The situation is fierce and is the worst experience here for many years. In fact, the fires are worse this year than ever before experienced. The immediate surroundings about Ely prevent the forest fire from entering the city only by the air route, but it certainly pays to take no chances. Chiefs Cox and Gleason and Mayor Knudsen, Chaz Trezona and County Commissioner McMahon deserve much praise for the intelligent manner in which they have taken precautions to guard against a conflagration. Wednesday afternoon, Mayor Knudsen ordered all business houses closed and everyone out on the line to do their best. The order was obeyed with perfectly good feelings, showing that the people were aware of their danger. The Forest Service employees also had a most strenuous time with forest fires, a particularly bad one in the Everett Lake County, having demanded their attention this week. Everett Lake Country. Cruisers returning from the country east of here report fires very bad in the Knife Lake and other districts. The county needs rain and it needs it badly. July 1st, 1910. Ely. Uh, What strikes me about that are two things. One, how well it's written. It's just really lyrical. It's almost a a chapter of a novel. Mm -hmm. Really well written. And two, wouldn't you love to know what the cruisers were in 1910? Yes. Cruisers returned from the country east of here. Cruisers returning from the country east of here report fire. I mean, is cruisers referring to people, I wonder, or some sort of mechanized vehicle? Cars and our boats. In 1910, 
you know, I got to think vehicles were pretty rare in Ely area, right? In the Boundary Waters area, that was that was before it was crowned the Boundary Waters. So uh, I just uh, uh, Bernie sent me that, and I thought it was great. And uh, I have a note, also uh, along the same lines, from Corey Peters, pilot, Tanker One Sixty Two. Good afternoon, Fireworks Commissioner and crew. This was written on the 4th of July last week. I hope you have survived the holiday with all your fingers intact. I knew I was doing well with my fireworks purchase when the fireworks stand attendant gave me a high four. Ba-boom, boom, boom. Mm. I know you have probably moved on from the topic of wildfires, but I wanted to chime in on the subject. As an aerial firefighter, I am a colleague of Tim, the pilot you had on your podcast in March of 2020. We pretty much eat and sleep all things wildfire. Firstly, I want to thank you for giving the sense whens. In the context of history, these fires are really nothing new. Just look at the great fires we have nearly forgotten in U.S. history, such as the Hinckley Fire of 1884, the Great Michigan Fire of 1871, and the Peshtigo Fire of 1871. The Peshtigo Fire alone burned an estimated 1.2 million acres and killed at least 1,152 people. Mm-hmm. Wow. Secondly, and interestingly enough, as Canada is having a large fire season this year, the United States is near a record low so far. Attached is a screenshot of all active uncontained wildfires in the U.S. and Canada as of July 1. But hopefully it gives you and the crew a good picture of the current situation. To vote my second point into perspective, let me also share some statistics. Every morning at the air tanker base where we load retardant onto our aircraft, we have a briefing with all firefighter personnel currently at the base. One of the reports we monitor is the daily NIFC, National Interagency Fire Center, situation report that covers all fire activity across the U.S. and then breaks it down into specific regions. Near the end of the report is the year-to-date number of fires and total acres burned. So far as as of July 1st, 2023, we have burned 674,340 acres across the entire U.S. That'd be about six Lake Malacs. Just after this statistic, NIFC also lists the 10-year national average of year-to-date acres burned. As of July 1st, our 10-year national year-to-date average is 1,928,479,000. As you can see, a typical year would have burned many more acres than we have so far this year. Percentage-wise, we are only at 35% of our 10-year national average year-to-date. Enough math. Time to get back standing by for our next call. Please keep all of us wildland firefighters in your thoughts and prayers. It is appreciated. Corey Peters, pilot, Tanker 162. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, it is. To have the sense when put into place by someone who's there. Legitimate stats. That's right. Can't be disputed. I saved one story from last week. It being my job to not let up on following the news. What days do you just take <laughs> off? I'm, I'm going to yeah. this. I, right. I have some it's coming. always work. Right. Always have, on the grind. I have no, he, some coming he up. He asked a different sort of question. What days do you completely ignore the news like I did for the last, I don't know, how long were we gone? A month? 
I have no idea what happened in the last 10 days. It's really hard for me to do that, but I'm going to do it in a few days. Oh, good. Yeah. I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, I we all did. <laughs> I saved the Thursday, July 5th Star Tribune, just uh, last Thursday. The play headline on the front page is Chaos Closes Out July 4th in Minneapolis. And we learned that, once again, criminals were shooting fireworks at people, including the police, Mm -hmm. virtually all of whom have been released without even 24 hours in a jail cell. They're, They're out again. That isn't the story I saved. That's not. I thought that would be the story. They're all out already. Trickery. I saved the story below that <clears throat> called Hottest Days Ever. Hmm. <laughs> Tuesday set an unofficial record for the warmest day on Earth. Wednesday may have broken that record. Uh, we don't know that. And I'm not going to uh, irritate the euphorians. I'll be the first to admit that in many parts of the country where they are accustomed to such things, it has really been hot. It's been a hot one. Mm -hmm. We had a nice stretch of hot days. It hasn't been hot for a while yet. So I'm not going to deny that. But I guess the the question that's always applicable is, well, what's the temperature supposed to be? In any event, this really got a lot of play, this hottest days ever. It made national news. It was on every newscast at night. It was presented very hysterically to the point where... I really don't think in the United States we'll ever have summer again. And I'm being very serious. We'll have climate change. Okay. <laughs> we won't have summer. Summer so, is not here. It's they're climate gonna re- change. They're going to rebrand summer. It's called climate change. Now, here's what I noted about this story. That's so clunky, though. It is, but that we don't have summer. And, here, and this is by uh, Melinda... I'm sorry, Molina Walling and the always available Seth Borenstein. Okay. Oh, of course. Uh, I'll read you just the first paragraph, then I'm going to jump around a bit. But then I'm not going to read you the whole thing because I'm trying not to irritate the Mysterians. Okay. Why I don't want to irritate them is beyond me. I was about to ask. Yeah. Why would you stop now? <laughs> the planet's temperature spiked on Tuesday to its hottest day in decades and likely centuries. And Wednesday could become the third straight day Earth unofficially marks a record-breaking high. It's the latest in a series of climate change extremes that alarm but don't surprise scientists. Let me jump around here. It provided climate scientists a glimpse of the world condition. A record like this is another piece of evidence for the now massively supported proposition. Uh, Then we learn this. Uh, We learn that... It's heat from a natural El Nino warming of the Pacific that heats up the planet as it changes worldwide weather on top of human-caused climate change from the burning of coal, oil, and gas. Okay. Is it, you know, for all you people who have those signs in your yard, those ridiculous signs that say, we believe in science, and then they list a bunch of other BS they believe. (laughs) Yep. for all you people who have those signs of year, is that science to say likely could become unofficially, unofficially, massively supported right. glimpse? Is that science? Science is the pursuit of knowledge based on evidence. The evidence must be pre- present 
to confirm the knowledge. Hmm. What are those the words of evidence? No. Those are assumptions. And again, Mysterians, I don't deny that it's been warm. But what I would add is, so what? <laughs> then you turn to the jump and you get many more of the uh, nebulous phrases. I feel like we're living in a tropical country right now, uh, somebody said. Okay, sometimes it feels like that way. It's been kind of brutally hot for the past week, and it looks like potentially for two weeks, according to Alan Harris, director, director of Emergency Management for Seminole County, Florida. All right. Uh, I, I won't dwell on this, but my point is, uh, is that science? And it's, I'm asking a serious question. Or, again, going back to our vice president, our standards are so low. How low are they? Well, they've fallen so low that many things that never would have passed uh, the rigorous judgment 60 years ago or in 1910 when that beautiful piece was written in Ely, we don't have standards anymore. No, this is the new science. Yeah, this is the new science is whatever you feel like you might want it to be. Right. Because those aren't the words of science, or more accurately, those aren't the words of evidence. This is the new science that controls the actions of uh, human beings and tells them where they can go and when, and uh, makes the pharmaceutical companies even more wealthier than they are by forcing us to take their vaccines. The highs come after months of truly unreal meteorology. What does that mean? That's not evidence. Off the chart, record warmth in the North Atlantic, record low sea ice in Antarctica, a rapidly strengthening El Nino. Uh, okay. Wednesday, last Wednesday. Was that last? No, this, this piece was in the Thursday paper, so I don't know what Wednesday they were talking about. Maybe the previous day. July 5th. Wednesday may bring another unofficial record. May and unofficial right. are not science not words. Science. <clears throat> nope. I hope you realize, according to today's propaganda page, that it's the likes of you and me and us that are forcing meteorologists across the country to quit their jobs and go home and hide under the bed like little wussies. Oh, my God. I saw that. Some <laughs> guy in Iowa started crying about it. <laughs> he had to quit his job. Had to quit his go job. Go home to mommy. mean to me. <laughs> mommy. Did you guys get a lot of grilling in last week? Oh, yeah. Uh, yes. Not as much as I would have liked. With yes. Grunhofer's old-fashioned meats. Grunhofer's mm. the best. You had the rookie bur I know you did rookie burgers. I did. We did rookie burgers. We did beer brats. We did regular brats. And we did wild rice. Oh. And you know what? Oh. It was just, uh, and it was for, for the second day. Did we it feel like you're in a tropical land? Yes, it felt tropical. Because it was so hot. It was fantastic. And I they were fighting for the rookie burgers. I don't blame them. That's, they're available at Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats. Along Never with to the be done well. They're never to be well done. I'm going medium well. This is such a good cut of, of, of meat. Well, there's stuff in there that ain't hamburger. There's steak Short stuff. Short rib. Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah it's I a, mean, this is, it, this this is my is, mix. And at Grunhofer's, it's all Minnesota beef grown by Minnesota farmers. 
the brats, the burgers, pork shoulders. I saw a guy had a pork shoulder the yep. other day. That, you ever had a pork shoulder? Yes. You can get them at Grunhoffers. Yeah, hell yeah. They're unbelievable. And they you, fall off the bone and then fall off your fork. Slow cook them, baby. Mm. Slow cook them. There's two locations. as Grunhoffers Old Fashioned Meats, the original site, in Hugo, actually just north of Hugo, on Highway 61, you'll see the big GL sign out front. And Grunhofer's in Forest Lake. If you're headed up north and you're taking 35E, pack a cooler, get off uh, the freeway at Highway 97, go east about a couple hundred yards. There's Grunhofer's. Fill the cooler and then get up to the cabin. It's Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats. Since 1985, Air Mechanical has served the Twin Cities for their heating, cooling, plumbing, and electrical needs. They can also help you with drain cleaning, duct cleaning, and indoor air quality, serving the entire metro area. From general maintenance to full install, they got you. Furnace installs, boilers, heat pumps, garage heaters, and more, Air Mechanical employs top-trained tradespeople in the state of Minnesota. They operate with full integrity. They do things the right way, not the easy way. And their Total Solutions membership is like having Air Mechanical on retainer. Keep all of your home maintenance needs in one comprehensive membership. Select one tune-up a year and enjoy benefits like discounted maintenance, repairs, service, and equipment costs. Catch problems before they arise and keep your home's mechanicals running smoothly. We'd love it if you gave Air Mechanical a shout-out for any heating, cooling, plumbing, or electrical needs. Call or book online at thinkami.com. That's thinkami.com. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. This Joe Suchere. Dylan Hyde. That's a, a trumpet. Kenny. Just a minute, Kenny. Dylan's been listening to a lot of ska lately. Is he going reggae <laughs> Oh, he's always been a reggae kid. But the ska thing now is... Nothing wrong horrible. with this. This is nice. <laughs> That's so weird. I'm shaking my grass skirt. That hula girl on the yeah. dashboard. I didn't know he played the trumpet in all seriousness. He does, does. Chris. It's a, it's a Jesus God Almighty. Hi, right, Gloria. Welcome back. I didn't know either. <laughs> <laughs> Neither did he. Right. <laughs> I didn't know I could drive a bus. <laughs> I didn't know I could dance like this. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's over. Oh, all right. You got to Yes, Charlene writes <laughs> Dearest Kenneth. Hi, Charlene. Thank you so much for putting up with your Hooplehead co-workers and continuing to work at Garage Logic despite the heavy toll it takes on your patience and sanity. Anyway, I got I just got back from uh, the Dakotas, both north still Charlene, both north and south. And my car was full of bugs. After going to a few stores, I finally found Bugs Be Gone by Seafoam. It was worth looking for. I sprayed it on my car and windshield, went to get the bucket of warm, soapy water to wash my car. And with no effort at all, the bugs came off. When I was done washing my car, I got my bike out from EcoFun and sprayed that to get the bugs off. So Charlene knows what's up. Bugs Be Gone makes removing bugs from your windshield and bumpers very easy. When you get to the service station, spray it on the windshield before you fire up the pump. And then by the time the pump is pumping, you'll be able to wash them off with ease with that squeegee dealy thing. It's really easy. It's just another fine, wonderful product from our friends at Seafoam. May I riff for a moment? Do it. You got a guitar? No, I meant riff verbally. Oh. Is there a mental illness 
afoot, huh. affecting the human condition. Yeah. Uh, for example. Yeah, give me an example. For example, you read this hottest days ever story. Do people do people have any interest in history or context? No. Or do people only want now, now. today? Right. Yep. Make me comfortable today. I want Instantly. to be comfortable right now. Yes. Okay. It seems to me that it's it's kind of a mental lapse to fall for this stuff. Uh, what is it that people want? First of all, you're all being misled because this hysteria has nothing to do with the environment. Nothing. It ultimately has to do with, I guess, how we're all going to have to behave. Hmm. And I don't know what... It, I've often said, do people have a little golden book idea of what, remember in Christmas, it should be just gentle white flakes and beautiful mm -hmm. lights outside across. Right. What are you doing? Is, is there a break already? No, no, no. I was just cracking my knuckles. Oh. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Jeez, now I'm all discombobulated. The okay. picture perfect <laughs> scenario of well, what? Well, what do you want for summer? You know, everybody's got the hot dish and the checkered blanket on the park grass, and it's 72.4 degrees, and the humidity is just oh, right. That'd be and, nice. and then it's going <laughs> to rain the next day because we need a little. What it, What is it you think? What is it you want? What is it? What makes you so desperate to cling to this BS? The, the coddled are now in power, and they're grown adults. That's not a bad point. That's yes, it. you in the back. And then also your theory on they want to be marginalized because if it's perfect, they don't have a cause anymore. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's true of your trans people. But I'm saying this is there's some of that with this as well. But that you're you're painting a whole. You're painting three hundred. You're painting two hundred million people. I don't think two hundred million people want to be marginalized. I think there's okay. GLers everywhere that are saying what we're saying, but we feel like we're in the minority because what we say makes a great deal of sense, and nobody seems interested in history, perspective, context, sense. Hmm. Rationality. Oh, that they're unwilling to deal with the hardships and everyday, um, the everyday fiasco that is life. I see these people uh, every morning on the traffic cams. They get a flat tire, and they sit there, and they wait for the MnDOT first unit highway helper to come along and change their tire for them. Yeah. They, they don't know how to. They don't know how to change a tire they forget to put the hose back in the in the, the, the pump when they're done pumping gas this is the coddled crowd they're now in control and they're full-grown adults yep. and they want their diapers changed on a daily basis like they had when they were kids here's the national oceanic and atmospheric association numerous corporate media outlets drove the narrative that july 3 4 and 5 was the hottest 72 hour stretch ever on record by the way the records have only been known since ready 1979 oh, wow. <laughs> wow citing a data tool from the university of maine that's in the story i did just didn't read you the whole story Citing a data tool from the University of Maine, which the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration has warned is not as dependable as traditional observational data. The New York Times, Fortune, Axios, and CBS each cited the University of Maine's climate reanalyzer. It's like a 
prop you'd make for the TV show. Oh. Hmm. A climate reanalyzer and various Thursday reports asserting that this week's global temperatures broke the previous record for the hottest three-day stretch. The coverage came as NOAA said Thursday that the reanalyzer's data is not a suitable substitute for observational data since the reanalyzer depends on part, in part, on unverifiable outputs according to the AP. And I would ask again, is that science? Hmm. The answer is... No, no, it's not. Axios Thursday's headline asserted that Earth sees three hottest days on record, while the Times wrote in its Thursday story that the past three days were quite likely... Is quite likely science? It is not. Mm -hmm. Quite likely the hottest in Earth's modern history. CBS News ran a Chiron. I don't know what that means. Chiron. What is C-H-R. it? It's the uh, thing you see scrolling on the bottom of oh, the screen. Okay. Ran a Chiron on a Thursday television segment which read, Earth sees third straight hottest day on record. While the first half of Fortune's Thursday headline stated, Earth hits record heat third day in a row. Although NOAA cannot validate the methodology or conclusion of the University of Maine analysis, we do recognize we're in a warm period due to climate change, NOAA said, according to the AP. Well, mm. well, that's corrupt. That's lying. If the records only go back, let me ask you a question about the 1979 thing. Is that really the beginning of the records, or is that just what they're referencing? They decided not to go before 79. Well, I think they found the three hottest days on record since 1979. Well, they don't count them. Then everything they're telling us is a lie. Let me see if I can find it to clear it up for you. Uh, let me read the... Uh, <clears throat> because uh, then they should finish everything, every single sentence with, since 1979. Yeah. In, uh, 19- well, what about the 30s? Pretty horrible in the 30s. Huh? Yeah, the record dust, today was 136 in 1931. They had a, quite a stretch there. Uh, where is the 136 degrees? With many places seeing temperatures near 100 degrees Fahrenheit, the new average temperatures might not seem very hot. But Tuesday's global high was nearly 1.8 degrees higher than the 1979 to 2000 average. Well, well, that's you're wasting ink and time. And what, what, next story. What the hell are you talking not, not, about? Not you. I'm referring to the idiots writing this piece. Well, back to the NOAA. The the reanalyzer. I'm seeing something at the state fair. The reanalyzer. <laughs> yeah, like a tip. And um, you get your personality yeah, right. Ready. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> little card. Little yep. card comes out. <laughs> Bro, give me, give me the analyze. Okay, I'm coming. You're the machine. Yep. I'm gonna come up to you. You're the machine. <laughs> got to oh, stand a, on it. There's a reanalyzer machine. Who's got a dollar? Okay, thank you. Give me a dollar. I slide the dollar into the machine. There, I, I inserted the dollar. <laughs> His best impersonation so far. (laughs) (laughs) Spits out your card. Spits out your card. That's a re. You know what it said? (laughs) Today, the hottest day ever Mm -hmm. since 1979. Tomorrow ain't looking any better. The reanalyzer uses observational data from the National Centers for Environmental Prediction, the NCEP, 
according to the Reanalyzer's website. The Reanalyzer shows that this week was the hottest week it has ever recorded. The Reanalyzer's been around for about 12 days. <laughs> NCEP is part of the National Weather Service, which is part of the NOAA, according to the National Weather Service's website, because our government's too bleeping big. The situation we are witnessing now is the demonstration that climate change is out of control. United Nations Secretary Antonio Guterres said of the heat, according to The Guardian in the UK, if we persist in delaying key measures, tell this, I'd like to I mean. meet this guy in person. <laughs> if we persist in delaying key measures that are needed, I think we are moving into a catastrophic situation as the last two records in temperature demonstrates. <laughs> NOAA, the New York Times, Fortune, Axios, and CBS News did not respond for comment. All right. He's sweating like a prostitute Antonio, in church. Antonio Guerres, he has no job unless he's preaching this. Correct. Bias. And he understands that. And the always available Seth Borenstein. The always hysterical Seth Borenstein. <laughs> Uh, I have reaffirmed my commitment to get Precision Garage Door to my house before winter. I'm going to do a complete tune-up. I tune thought you up. were doing that last week. No, it's good for the summer, but before winter. Because I, I don't want to go out there and have to push that door open by hand. Hell no. Nah. My new garage door guy is the whole family, the whole company. Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities. They don't even charge more on weekends. And they're always available for everything you need, including a new garage door if you're trying to spruce up the place. Rollers, springs, the openers, they got it all figured out. They're good people, and they're GLers. They're available uh, 24-7. They don't charge extra for weekends. And when they visit you, they get it done right, and they do it the first time. You're busy. They're busy. They don't want to have to return. They're going to fix it promptly and correctly. I've met these people. They're GLers. And when you have them at your place, tell them you appreciate a good GL family-owned business. They fix garage doors correctly. Correctly. Get help online immediately at precisiondoormn.com. of Spoon Lake. We're celebrating 30 years of garage logic. Thanks in part to North American Banking Company. Is he on the line? Uh, just leave the bottle. Leave the top. Drop the bottle. the bottle. So, do you like basketballs? I got some basketballs for sale. What now? Hello? Hello? Rook. <laughs> I try to sell some old baseballs <laughs> from the Little League. These are the rookies can play with this ball here. I was, I was the rookie. Uh, I didn't play, but I was a coach. Yep. And I was a damn good coach. Yep. I, how? how, how? <laughs> oh, whoop. Hang on. Let me get that one. Out That's a lost spell a little bit. It's like. <laughs> Hey, cheers again. Hey, cheers. hey. You ever see Trading Places with the guy? <laughs> Talk about that as much as I want now, anytime. You can, you can, you're just, you're just, oh. you can figure, you can mention that now, huh? Yeah. I will call you every day. 
Yeah, she watched the show. <laughs> you see the show yet? Yeah. You see the show? I've the show. How long is the... One hour. <laughs> an hour. Took me an hour to get How there. long? One hour. How One long? Hour. How long uh, is the garage sale going to last? <laughs> oh, you got Monday, Tuesday. <laughs> We're going to be here. Starting September 7th, it's going to keep going. So, you know what this does? This brings nooning to everything must go. Everything must go. (laughs) I I believe Uh, I got a text from you, uh, Rook, that reads... We want to sell everything. Hey, those are half off over there. Hey, hey, uh, Rookie used to feed his grass with that. Uh, $5. (laughs) Five bucks. Four. Four. (laughs) I think I'm going to get down there. I bet I can get some deals, huh? I think you can. I got a bunch of two-straight crap I got to get rid of. <laughs> How many copies of Waterline did you put up for sale? Oh, my God. Nobody will buy that crap. <laughs> the real rookie's coming out now, is he? Oh, my God. Hey, Gabe, oh. Gabe go get you that another beer. <laughs> get the good one. None of that light crap. Hey, don't sass. Don't sell us. Oh, my word. Oh. What did you want to know? So now he turns it on. What did you want to know? What did I? Uh, you were wondering about Sportscaster Idol. What happened with that? Well, I think we lost your tape. Uh, that hasn't been announced yet. Yeah, that's at the fair. Oh, it is? So, do we still got a chance? Can we reapply? <laughs> is there a loophole? I have a loophole. <laughs> oh, I can't, I can't write this anywhere. note to myself fast enough. I uh, we got a we got a loophole. Yeah, you, I can come in Saturdays at seven. Yeah. So or, what you're saying, it, Rook, is or is it Sunday? When you uh, when, when you heard the scramble fire at one oh three, you you took advantage. Yeah. Thanks, Gabe. Good. Thanks. Yeah. Keep another one on ice. Oh. <laughs> that was coffee. I'm an airline pilot. So that's Foster Brooks. <laughs> I, I gotta stop now. I'm 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 having trouble. Yeah, me too. Well, I, I'll I'll check with you so later you to see. What are you doing on the eighth? What? What are you doing on the eighth? I don't know. It's a whole the, new day then, isn't it? You want to go to the beach? <laughs> I'll be in touch. Huh? I I said I'll be in touch. I thought you said don't fall on the couch. You've just invented, you've just invented a character that's going to live on in the podcast world. My timing is off. (laughs) No, it's not. It's perfect. It's perfect. Ten years ago. That's right. Goodbye. Goodbye. Uh-huh. 30 Years of Garage Logic is brought to you by North American Banking Company. A better banking experience. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. To learn more, go to nabankco.com. Join us all summer long as we look back at 30 years of GL memories. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. 
Joe Sucheret. Big Independence Day sale going with Liberty Safes from Maple Grove Lock and Safe. Keep your valuables secure and safe from calamity. And at the same time, celebrate with savings on the most popular Liberty Safes at MGLS. This explosive deal, get it? Explosive deal uh, means we now save. Uh, we save now and then enjoy peace of mind forevermore. The Liberty Safe made right here in the United States of America. Fully transferable lifetime warranties and they offer the best fire protection in the business. And thanks to Rich at Maple Grove Lock and Safe, professional delivery and installation always available. All you have to do is ask. Give him a call if you have any questions. He's got a phone, 763 Four nine four ninety seventy five. The showroom. That's what I do. Stop into the showroom, sixty nine zero one East Fish Lake Road, Maple Grove. Open Monday to uh, through Friday, eight a.m. to five p.m. And of course, twenty four hours a day. You can look this up at three in the morning. MapleGroveLockandSafe dot com. Yes, I, I must. Kenny just reminded me of something. I must offer an apology to the GL crew. In the GL audience, yes, I put shows together for our best ofs for last week, and I completely forgot to include Paul's Prothesis Palace. What the oh. hell is the problem with me? Yeah. Well, where do I we can start? tell you, but you I've, don't want to hear. It. I've got a list going. Um, <laughs> you want me to I'm mail so it to mad you? At myself. Facts? How could I forget that? I can bit? tell you. I'll explain it to you off the air. <laughs> okay. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah. Uh, here is John Height. Thank you, Joe. Uh, firefighters responded to a blaze over the weekend at an apartment building in St. Paul. That fire left 17 units condemned and 30 people displaced. Firefighters said in a news release they went to the 1300 block of St. Paul Avenue around 420 in the afternoon Saturday after they got reports of a grass fire that spread to a nearby apartment building. When crews got there, they saw flames had engulfed trees that were up against the apartment building as well wow. as attic space above the apartments. They evacuated the building. Fire crews extinguished the flames without any injuries. The St. Paul Fire Department said all crews were at the scene for more than five hours and that 20-mile-an-hour winds combined with dry weather conditions contributed to the fire spreading so quickly. And climate fire, change. Fire investigators report they found firework debris near the origin of the fire and that residents reported hearing fireworks just before they saw flames in the grass. Police and firefighters say they are still investigating the cause. Overall structural and content damage estimated at more than two million dollars. Wait a minute. So I thought fireworks were illegal in Minnesota. They are. <laughs> and somebody still used them anyway? I heard more in my neighborhood huh. than I've heard in all previous years. Really? And really? good ones, too. I mean, big timers. Uh, I, we had a lot of people in South St. Paul that spent a lot of Not money. Not the stuff for Menards. No, I they, mean, they was, went to Wisconsin. They yeah, did yeah. the, uh, remember the old sneak attack when you'd take one of your uh, oh, yeah. kids you used to have? Yeah. That to me is what's so crying. (laughs) That was so troubling about some of the video that surfaced of all these kids that were basically let go from you know the one guy had what was looked like an automatic rifle style firework dispenser. Fired him at the cops directly at the squad car, like a Roman candle thing. Is that what it is, Ken? I don't know, but that's yeah, Roman candle wars. Oh We've all done God. those, haven't we? I would hope so. Not with the cops. <laughs> I've never no, not with the police. No. Jeez. Um. 
Other uh, weekend news, a man who was charged after police found a dismembered body in a suburban Minneapolis storage unit has now been linked to another woman who was found dead after going missing two years ago. Joseph Jorgensen hasn't yet been charged in Fanta Vong's death, but the 40-year-old was charged last week with second-degree murder in the other death, the death of Manny Starr, 33 years old. Vong's body was found Thursday in a Coon Rapids storage unit, while Starrin's body was found last month in a storage unit in Woodbury. St. Paul Police Sergeant Mike Ernster said Jorgensen is a person of interest in the second death after investigators connected him to the Coon Rapids storage unit. Police are now trying to determine if Jorgensen could be linked to any other missing people, Ernster calling it nothing short of horrific. The Minnesota Bureau of Criminal Apprehension had received a tip in May that Jia Vong had been in an abusive relationship with Jorgensen before she disappeared in July of 2021. Police Chief Axel Henry said at a Friday news conference that cases like this are extremely rare, but they're reminders to all of us that monsters can be real. This was a bad guy. I think so. Yeah. Minneapolis Police Chief Brian O'Hara issuing a statement yesterday in response to emails that show the police department and city officials knew about an officer's use of force incident before the department hired him. O'Hara's statement said he knew about the incident, but he didn't know about the existence of a video. A Star Tribune story had cited internal emails obtained by the paper showing that the officer, Tyler Timberlake, had informed the city of the incident during his background check in September 2022, seven months before a news article drew attention to the hire. The city official hired Timberlake in January, uh, officially, excuse me, hired Timberlake in, in January. In April, the Minnesota reformer reported he had faced a federal lawsuit and criminal charges after subduing a man with a stun gun. Body camera footage, which appeared in national news stories, showed Timberlake, other officers, and paramedics responding in 2020 to a report of a man in Mount Vernon, Virginia neighborhood who said he needed oxygen. The recording showed the man, Lamont Gladney, pacing in circles and responding confusedly to questions from police. Although others try to coax Gladney into an ambulance, Timberlake pulls his taser, shoots the man with a stun gun, sending him to the ground, writhing in pain. Fairfax County Police Chief at the time lambasted Timberlake's conduct, saying the footage erodes the public's trust of police officers. He was acquitted on three misdemeanor counts of assault and battery. Last year, that county in Virginia settled a lawsuit with Gladney for $150,000. On April 20th, responding to news reports, the chief here said Timberlake would not be deployed as an officer pending an investigation. He told reporters at the time, he was extremely concerned to have just learned that a recruit had been involved in a high-profile use of force incident. Well, what's the controversy? Did I, you I, see the video? Yeah. yeah, I did. So is the controversy the cops hired this guy knowing full well what he had done in Virginia? Right. Or they hired him not knowing what he had done in Virginia? No, they, um, the, the officer that was hired told them about this. So he got hired, but whoever's in charge didn't see the video till recently, till it was right. pointed out. Well, to O'Hara him. would be the one in charge. But didn't O'Hara right. also claim that he was not aware at the time? But he originally did. I think he yeah. backtracked yeah. on and then that. He, so he kind yeah. of lied about it as well. I found it right? a confusing story to try to discern. Mm. Discern, yes. A couple of weekend incidents involving aircraft here in the northern suburbs. Officers and firefighters in Lino Lakes responding to a lightweight experimental aircraft that landed in a large holding pond about 8 o'clock Saturday night. 
A news release from the Lionel Lakes Public Safety Department said the pilot was the lone occupant and luckily was not injured. There was no damage to property reported, and police say the investigation is continuing. You, sir, in the back, yes? Well, how big is the holding <laughs> pond that a plane can land on it? No, how big are the balls on the guy that goes <laughs> right. up in the air? He lands in a holding pond. They're the but size of a garbage can lid. Experimental aircraft. I don't like I don't like that word. That, that's not a good phrase. Not, not with aircraft. You don't want experimental. No Have you ever like, built a go-kart or maybe a yeah. put together a motorcycle or a sled and the first ride is always kind of like, eh. That's experimental. <laughs> yeah, you take it easy. But you're on the ground. <laughs> you're on the ground. <laughs> And a plane, a different plane, made an emergency landing on 125th Avenue Northeast. Well, it's knock it off. There's too damn one. many planes landing on streets. Uh, this one was a little bigger. It, even though it was a small aircraft, a Cessna 172, uh, police had received reports it was experiencing low oil pressure approaching the Anoka County Blaine Airport about 2 in the afternoon Saturday. The pilot declared an emergency was able to safely land the okay, plane on one. wait a second. Yes, so sir. He, he had low oil pressure, so in order to save his engine, he yeah, put her down exactly. on a highway. What an SOP! If he was worried about low oil pressure, he is never driven a British car. <laughs> right. Come on, man. You can go 10 miles on uh, 10 pounds back. of pressure. Don't worry You'll about make it. it. Forget Don't what the gauge says. Yeah. Just add a little when you get on the ground. What the hell? The pilot told police he left Cambridge Airport about 145 and was on the way to Flying Cloud Airport when the plane started experiencing the low oil pressure. He was diverted to the Anoka Blaine Airport, but the pilot determined the plane wasn't able to safely make it there. He decided to land on the roadway after looking down and seeing oh, there was no he's, traffic. He's been wanting to do that his whole life. <laughs> <laughs> the pilot told police at the time he has 13 years of experience. Uh, nobody luckily was hurt. The plane, if you saw the video, just a normal landing. The roadway was able to remain open. All the plane was loaded onto a flatbed. So they probably have to take the wings off, right? Uh, yeah, I suppose they got her out of there. What What's would the... rookie? What would Joe? What would rookie do if he was flying in his plane and he saw the gauge was showing him what was it, ten pounds of pressure or whatever? He would not even know that gauge exists. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If he did, yeah. he'd grab a piece of duct tape and yeah. cover the gauge right. up. <laughs> ten, eleven, wherever it should be. I don't know. What's the highest point in the Twin Cities? Serious question. Oh, it's I believe good. it's Highland Park. Yeah, it's Highland Park. Oh, oh, Buck, Buck Hill, maybe? That doesn't, uh, that doesn't count. Too far to drive. Thursday night, we're supposed to get the Northern Lights. Oh, right. Do you know where Highland, you know where the Highland Water Tower is? Jiggly. Okay, good. That's, that's too light there. That's too light. You've yeah, but light. you're by the golf course, though, so it's, there's not a there's lot a of lights. There's a golf course here? It's light pollution. Yeah, there, there, there's an 18 and a 9. All right. Yeah, you'd probably be good at the 9. Drive up to Forest Lake. <laughs> You'll be fine. Yeah, I got to get up early the next day, though. What is early? <laughs> four? four? What is early? 4.15? You're getting up at 4.30, milk the cows? What do you got? What's early? 7.30. Oh, my God. That's early. 7.30? Kenny, Murdy, when you see him, when you're in person with him, I, just I slap him. I got up twice last week at 6.30. <laughs> Matthew, by 7.30, I've already taken one nap. I, I was up at 4.30 and at the airport at 5 o'clock this morning. Yeah, anyway, anyway, uh, Thursday night, if it's clear, we're supposed to, a solar storm is yeah. supposed to result in a uh, display of Aurora Borealis, uh, even even here in Minnesota. Despite hmm. all this climate change? Right, right. Hmm. 
Oh, maybe Nobody... they're going to blame the Northern Lights on climate change. This is why we're seeing it more and more. Yeah, right. <laughs> Nobody won the Powerball jackpot on Saturday, but four Minnesota lottery players won big chunks of money. The lottery says four $50,000 winning Powerball tickets were sold across the state. Uh, to win fifty grand, you have to match four of the first five winning numbers, and then the Powerball. Uh, if you're wondering, those tickets were sold at the Casey's General Store in Litchfield, the Gas Plus off of Rice Street in Little Canada, the Holiday Station along the Comus in Alexandria, and at the Holiday Station off of 11th Street in Moorhead. The next Powerball drawing will take place tonight. The jackpot up to an estimated six hundred fifty million. Does the ticket I have count for tonight, or do you have to buy a new one? When did you buy it? I bought it for this Saturday drawing. Well, no, then no, you have to get a new one. Uh, that's how they get you. That's how they. I'm not going. What, to what do those, I don't need gas. What do those four people all have in common for the rest of their lives? Those four winners said they didn't win the lotto. Yep. You know, remember that 2023? I yeah. had four out of five, and I got fifty grand. But yeah. that's all. I, I don't got to get no more winners. <laughs> <laughs> turned into well, uh, so if those he, are the four, did, I don't yeah. even have to look at my ticket. I obviously don't have any. Well, you could still won, go scan it. What if I won the whole thing? Well, then you'd well, you, be a winner. No, you, you, you got did. a 50 50 Or if they declared that that's not. You, I, I so, wait a minute. Did you guys listen to my newscast? I, I so you nobody, what did he say? Nobody won the Powerball jackpot. That was the headline. That means it still could be won then. But so you buy a lottery ticket, but then you don't check the numbers? I forgot. Don't you? Do you ever go to a gas station? You just have a little machine. You stick it under. It tells you if it's a winner. I don't trust those guys because they could put it in there, see it's a winner, and then go. No, no, no. you got nothing. You're a loser. It, hit the hit the, the road, pal. We're, you walk we're closing out. Up. You <laughs> walk out the door. That guy's now a zillionaire. Let me try my question one more time. No, no. Let me answer Candy first. My quick trip. You walk up to it. Nobody's working there. There's a machine. Yeah, yeah I don't trust it. I don't trust it. Get the newspaper. Look up the <laughs> numbers. What's wrong with you? Anyway, look up the numbers. You know, is it possible that my ticket would have won Saturday? Not the big one, but you could Why? have won. Joe, what if you had it won 20 right bucks? Here, nobody won the Powerball. Suit. That was my lead. Right, John. Nobody won. But that might just mean nobody looked at the winning ticket yet. Holy no, they, so they run a scan. Oh, they run a scan. They will you say are, there's two winners. Are you? Oh, have you been yeah. hit in the head recently? Three weeks ago today, I was speaking in tongues on this show. Yeah. Happy anniversary. Yeah. My buddy, my buddy uh, Chris Birdsong over at the airport, TSA guy, big fan of the show. Oh, sure, Chris, yeah. Uh, who yeah. is a stroke doing, survivor. Yeah. He had a big one. Yeah. He said, uh, you sounded exactly like he did. Yeah, but I've had every test known to man, and I'm fine. And he said, you were smart you as had hell one. to go do all those tests. Yeah. You had one. Oh, he didn't have any choice. I did we, not have we, a stroke. We, we, called, yeah. uh, we called the bride. Wow. <laughs> Why don't we uh, take a short break? One hundred seventy million four hundred fifty thousand. Here's the check you're presented with. Here's the or, deal, or Joe. Maybe not, Chris. Sorry. You you might have won twenty dollars, <laughs> right? Yeah, and then you, you take could've. that twenty dollars, and what do you do? You right. roll it over, right? Yep. Yeah, I don't. You I don't reinvest. Know I, I don't know if I won. I know you didn't. Are you having a you're having a stroke right now, aren't you? Fine. You don't take a break, and when we come back, we'll break down the Mega Millions, which is the next drawing. Chris, uh, I think I might have to go to the reanalyzer again.
to reanalyze. It actually looks like you've been there once or twice. You know, speaking of money, my new bank, North American Banking Company, I'll be. they are the proud supporters of Garage Logic's 30th anniversary, and they have officially become my bank. And you can go in any one of their six Twin Cities locations, Roseville, 50th and France, Hastings, Woodbury, Shoreview, and their brand new location over there in Maple Grove. They offer the same online and mobile banking options as the other banks, but with the service of a community bank. North American Banking Company is locally owned and operated, which means, Joe, loan decisions are made right here in the Twin Cities. They are not sent out of state. This helps business owners solve problems and expand their business with confidence. North American Banking Company deals with numbers every day, but you will never be one of them. Their team of experienced bankers are ready to help business owners navigate all of the challenges and obstacles that come with owning a business. And they've been at it since 1998, and they are here for all of you GLers. So So you mean with North American, I might not get the uh, we're sorry, we're having a little trouble getting your paperwork through, Mr. Mikulski. Right, uh, exactly. Might be another week or so. We're not yes. going to do that. Uh, so go online, nabankco.com, nabankco.com. That's their website. And stop in any one of their six locations and make sure you mention Garage Logic, North American Banking Company. Member FDIC is an equal housing lender. <laughs> you want me to do yeah, it after? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Sushi. Boone Motorsports has the most exciting showroom in the region and more of the latest Triumph models still arriving. Drop into Moon in Monticello, check out the Triumph Street Triple 766 Moto 2 Edition, the Triumph Rocket 3R Chrome Edition. They also have the complete lineup of the latest generation of the Triumph Tiger Adventure motorcycles, including the Tiger 850 Sport in both graphite and Baja Orange. The Triumph lineup is vast and varied. You can see them all at moonmotorsports.com. If you like the dirt, oh, you ATV riders out there, you know what this is, the uh, Polaris Sportsman. Polaris just received a truckload of Polaris Sportsman model. Um, of course, Polaris, they uh, they have maybe the finest lineup of both ATV and side-by-sides. You can check out all their exciting models at the Mon- Monticello location today. We're talking Moon Motorsports here, just off 94, about 25 minutes west of the Twin Cities, and on the web, moonmotorsports.com. Thanks. Scanny and other news, Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky will travel to Vilnius, Lithuania to meet with, uh, meet with NATO's leaders at a summit of the military alliance that his country is trying to join. He'll arrive Wednesday, according to, pe- uh, pe- to people familiar with the matter, <laughs> the gathering. <laughs> gathering in Vilnius, less than 600 miles from Moscow, comes at a key moment with Russia's war in Ukraine nearing the 18-month mark. And uh, the president has made his way over there, and this audio was sent to me by loyal listener Kelsey, Mm -hmm. and he was trying to, um, uh, I guess, honor Hmm. uh, some certain individuals. A Chinese person. Yes, and you were speaking, we were talking about Kamala earlier, and how we need to keep old Joe alive and kicking, and he had this to say. Included groundbreaking Asian Americans like Vera Wang and and Joan Shingang, Shanga Koawa. That sounded like Such the day he was oh having his God. episode. President Biden had a stroke too. And there was a uh, there's video today of uh, <laughs> the president's meeting Prince Charles. Yep. 
And Prince Charles had to literally uh, grab him by the hand, take his hand, and guide him away from one of the beef eaters he was talking to. And uh, it was a very weird scene. Beef eaters. One of those guards in the red you know, the outfit. You know. The gin. Yeah. Beef eater gin guys. Gin, yeah. You call them beef eaters. Well, whatever that's, they are. That's fantastic. Do they still make beef eater gin? Yeah. yeah. I thought you were referring to a Forest Lake girl no. for a second. Oh, jeez. Oh, wow. It's Kenny Olsen. Uh, you know, yeah, Kenny, we have, a, we have a lot of dear, dear listeners in Forest Lake, and you're constantly See, uncharitable. See, that's where you just don't get it. You just don't understand that it comes from a loving place in my heart. Yeah. Uh, Tell I that see. to the beef eater. Yeah. <laughs> Disgrace sports doctor. Disgrace sports doctor Larry Nassar, who was convicted of sexually abusing female gymnasts, including Olympic medalists, was stabbed multiple times in prison during an altercation in Florida. Good. Two people familiar with the matters told the Associated Press it happened Sunday at United States Penitentiary Coleman. He's in stable condition today. One of the people said Nassar had been stabbed in the back and the chest, and the prison was experiencing staffing shortages. And one of the people said the officers assigned to the unit were working mandated overtime shifts. Nassar, serving decades in prison for convictions in state and federal courts, he admitted sexually assaulting athletes when he worked at Michigan State University and at Indianapolis-based USA gymnastics. Meanwhile, a creepy story from out in California. A 14-year-old girl who ran away from her grandma's Spring Valley area home on June 9th was found last week inside the barracks at Marine Corps Base Camp Pendleton. That, according to the San Diego County Sheriff's Department, the teen's disappearance was reported to the Sheriff's Department four days later by her grandmother. The girl who has learning disabilities was found in the barracks June 28th by military police, according to her aunt, Cassandra Perez. Perez claims her niece was sold to a Marine for sex. Spokesperson for the police, Lieutenant David Ladeau, told NBC7 the only involvement their department had was recovering the juvenile because she was listed as missing from their jurisdiction. However, he did confirm that SDSO was supporting the Naval Criminal Investigative Service with an investigation along with the San Diego Human Trafficking Task Force. Facebook parent company Meta broke most downloaded records recently with its new app Threads. It's a direct challenge to Twitter, which has been upended under the leadership of Elon Musk. In the first four days it was in effect, Threads gained 70 million subscribers, cutting into the number of users on Twitter. Aside from some uh, eighth-grade-style insults aimed at Meta head Mark Zuckerberg, Twitter CEO Elon Musk also made some legal threats toward Zuckerberg, saying he illegally used former Twitter employees to start threads up and here to break it all down meta joe Suchere. well well yeah, no, no. you get your phone i don't think you can discern this you no. get your phone uh price of stamps went up again yesterday uh, if you didn't hear forever stamps went from 63 to 66 cents still okay i'm still okay Agency said in a statement, the price adjustments are needed to provide the Postal Service with much-needed revenue. That amounts to about a 32% increase over the past four years in forever stamps. However, of course, if you bought some, you may still use them whenever you like. They're good, as the name says, forever. 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 I've got quite a few. <laughs> yeah. Me too. Depends How do I, I think know, it's a miracle? Aren't all stamps forever stamps? Because I, I, yes. I think all are now, yes. yes. So I don't have to. Okay. 
Good. No. Uh, First-class mail is becoming a smaller part of the Postal Service business because of online communications. And domestic postcards will also increase from 48 cents to 51 percent. Uh, 51 cents. <laughs> Thanks, Clay. <laughs> I think I had a stroke. Postmaster General Louis DeJoy, appointed during the Trump administration, has pursued sweeping changes during his tenure to try and bolster the agency's finances. U.S. Postal Service expects to lose four and a half billion dollars in 2023 you can still buy one for other stamps but you can't buy a pack of stamp i need to ask the reanalyzer a question here's my dollar Shouldn't the machine make that noise after the question? Well, what's the question? It's, it's reading the dollar bill. <laughs> the question for the reanalyzer is, will this hot summer reanalyzer uh, equal or, or result in an equally cold winter? Cost you more money though. Oh, Can't, just be, Can't just be a buck. Can't just be a buck. That's gotta become a staple. Staple. Staples. That'll no, be on the uh, Garage Logic 60th anniversary. Yes. Exactly. Oh God, <laughs> no. no. That one. Jesus, no, please. <laughs> uh, uh, I got a preview right now. Hello. You, you think Jim sounded funny three weeks ago? There's, <laughs> there's the reanalyzer for the next show, the next ten years. Right. Okay. What? We've all we already oh. sound like those two old guys in the balcony on the Muppets. Yeah. Can you imagine us? Oh, John, you want to end your news on a really weird note from Kelsey? Sure. Uh, Statler and Waldorf. He's got a point right. here. He says you can't tell me that during the last ten years, when the entire auto industry decided to scrap their entire way of making cars. There wasn't one person in a position of authority who stood up and said, we don't have enough of the raw materials that we need to do this. It should be obvious to everyone by now, this was never about saving the planet. It was nothing more than forcing people out of what they already own to sell them something else. Mm -hmm. They can't allow you to drive a car for 20 plus years. They'd go out of business. They need to constantly sell you something new, and getting the government to mandate that change was necessary. Just think light bulbs, washers, dryers, air conditioners, and now going after gas stoves. Any item they can think of that is owned by as many people as possible, therefore more sales. Vaccinations. An added bonus for them with the car switch is that with fewer moving parts, they can eliminate most of their workers and parts suppliers. Not that the cost savings will ever be passed on to the buyers. It just goes to the bottom line profits, which increases the stock price, which in turn enriches those at the top of the company who have been rewarded with millions of shares of stock for their wonderful leadership. Another good club in which to be a member. Well, here's a bit. That's an interesting point. You mean, check this out. Yeah, break it on down. Here we go. You mean to tell me. That he's right. Ten years ago, there wasn't 
some nerd who stood up at a corporate meeting and said, well, hold up. Wait a minute. Something There's no right. lithium. We we we'd have to rip the earth apart. To, ah, sit down, Fenwick. Right. We got to do Fenwick. this. Fenwick. Isn't that something? They don't have the stuff to make the batteries. Right. Well, they don't care, Fenwick. Well, I'm not buying an electric car. And when we come back, we'll come back. Good. <laughs> well, do you mean that in general? I'm glad to hear that. that in general, or do you, what do you mean by that? That's what Fair I enough. mean. I'll tell you what. They're going to be okay. Everything's fine. Here's an example of some people that came back. In 2006, this is Minnesota Masonic Charities. Several longstanding charities of Minnesota Masonry combined to create one umbrella organization. That's MMC, the Minnesota Masonic Charities, with a mission to promote even greater levels of philanthropy. And if you go to their website, mnmasoniccharities.org, Click on scholarships, and you can click on a button that says, here's our 2023 recipients. Out of over 500 applicants, 86 awards were given, including six signature scholarships, 11 legacy scholarships, 20 heritage scholarships, 25 undergraduate scholarships, and eight two-year college scholarships. They have done so much. MMC also provides fraternal scholarships to members of the Masonic fraternity throughout the year. So if you want to see the list... It's great. See, see some of the winners. But I also want you to find out st- information for next year. It is no big secret that this wonderful, wonderful outfit does a fantastic job, uh, very charitable, with scholarships, helping the young, helping the old, helping people in need. I want you to visit the website and educate yourself. The funny handshakes, oh, that comes later. Go online to mnmasoniccharities.org. That's mnmasoniccharities.org. And let them know that you heard it on Garage Logic. <laughs> you cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. It's Aunt Margaret. To what good fortune do we owe these new tunes? I have something to say about this. You know how lucky we are to have Dill? Yes. Yeah. I've recently become heavily addicted to a ton of podcasts and YouTube programs, and they all face the same thing we face. They have to go to the production music library yep. and pick out generic pieces of crap. We don't have to. And we've got... we. I think we have the best music, what do we call him, music director, musical something. <laughs> We've got the best in the country. Yeah. You should pay him more. Well, uh, 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 only. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pass that along to yeah. 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 How many new ones? We, how many new ones in this? He sent five new ones Oof. on the 4th of July. Boy, that's Okay. Dylan hates when we find gigs for him. That's should be his niche. His I, niche. He doesn't want to. Oh, I, I don't think he I'm wants passed. me to keep taking niches. Are you all you have? Niches. All he would have to do is start sending it to these YouTubers. My God, they'd snap it up. I talked he to Dylan about has. this at the fair. Yeah, the, what was don't, it, John? We want them. Don't sell them. Well, he does do some for friends on YouTube, guys. I just, he'll do uh, instructional videos or whatever, and yeah. he'll make a little background tune for him. I just want a guy that once he's super, super successful, like Elvis Presley successful, I want to be able to say... Get a Cadillac. Uh, I knew that kid when he was just a kid. Right. Yeah. 
Only because they come to us all the way from Fernandina, the villages, Florida, from the traveling Lymans. It's this day in history. Man. On this day. Joe, today is July 10th already. 1823. That's a long time ago. Major Joseph Delafield and his party arrived at Grand Portage to run the first survey of the international boundary in the region. And on this day in 1930. 710. The great Bobby Jones. Played at Interlochen Country Club in Edina on the first day of the U.S. Open Championship. At the end of the two-day tournament, I didn't know the U.S. Open was only two days back then. They must have played 36 a day. He won the title for the fourth time Hmm. at Interlochen, which this summer is undergoing a major renovation. The course? Yeah. New grass and all what kinds was, of stuff. How could Interlochen need that? Well, they got to do that every once in a while. Okay. Where, where is that? Edina. <clears throat> you had asked earlier the highest point yeah. in the Twin Cities. Uh, Brian checks in, says the highest point in Ramsey County. Other than the high point at the Arden Hills Ammunition Plant, which is off limits, the highest accessible point is the TV radio towers in Shoreview, just northeast of Schoonover, according to Brian. Well, no, it isn't. He, does he mean you'd have to climb I, I the think, towers? I think he's going go sea up. level or something like that. But there's no way that There's Highland a plaque Park. at the old Hillcrest Golf Club in the middle of the course. I don't remember which hole. Yeah. It's gone now. Yeah. But there was a plaque that said this is the highest point in Ramsey County. Hmm. I live close to the second highest point in Minnesota called uh, Inspiration Peak. Really? I thought it was Butts Island. That's interesting. Um, but it's so steep, I can't walk up it. I'd, I'd, I have to take my four-wheeler up there. Yeah. Well, thank you, GLers. Great walk. to be back. Yeah, I'm glad we're back. <laughs> and take care in that historic heat that we're having. Take care. I'll take you to care. I'll take you to Pod MN on your smartphone. Hi, everybody. It's John, and I'm here to tell you eating is better with Factors, delicious, ready-to-eat meals. They're fresh, never frozen, chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and they'll only take you two minutes to get ready. Factor gives you lots of options to choose from, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and lots more. They're great options for the entire day. Whatever meal you're having are just midday bites to keep you fueled up. Whatever your schedule is, Factor's meals are flexible to fit what you've got going on. No prep, no mess. Premium food options, no cooking required. Plus, you can get as much or as little as you need choosing your own meals every week. Pause and reschedule your deliveries anytime. It's less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to taste great and supply you with the nutrition you need. Head to factormeals.com slash garagelogic50 and use code garagelogic50 to get 50% off. That's code garagelogic50 at factormeals.com slash garagelogic50 to get 50% off. Does advertising on GarageLogic work? Listen to what Pete Arnold from HirePro has to say. My results advertising with GarageLogic have been absolutely outstanding. Jellers understand my business and what we do and how Joe vets anyone that advertises on here. That level of validation and trust has helped me with a 6 to 1 ROI for my commercial spend. This group is amazing and using GarageLogic for your company's advertising will generate results. If you'd like to get results for your business, visit GarageLogic.com and enter keyword partner. That's GarageLogic.com keyword partner phone and you can care all about whatever you want okay all sorts of different podcasts find one listen to it it's just that easy plus and listen to their lame music for bumpers 
on those other <laughs> podcasts. Yeah, right. We got the best <laughs> stuff here. We got Dylan Height, man. Uh, you want to go over to YouTube, subscribe to Garage Logic because there are some great videos that you will enjoy. And then uh, don't forget about the Garage Logic Town Council. Ten bucks a month or a hundred bucks a year, you're going to get access to us during the breaks. It's going to be a great. You can find out what we're talking about off the air. It's kind of fun. Sometimes it's boring, but sometimes it gets a little heated, too. And thanks once again to North American Banking Company for sponsoring nice the rookie-produced 30th anniversary Garage Logic vignettes. I'm ex- Today was awesome. I, I was it, was a, it was a sad day for us when you called in, but, boy, that was a fun You're going to be getting more of that from North American Banking. 